NBA trade deadline reshaping a lot of things. And we kind of knew this was going to be the case. A lot of odds movement. A lot more hope, too. That, that's what it really comes down to. There's a lot of hope for a lot of teams. And listen, I would argue, as crazy as it is, in a wide-open West, you can say, guys, that the, at least the Lakers have a fighting chance now to even come out of the West. And I know that sounds crazy at the moment, but if everybody stays healthy with the depth they've added, with some of the holes that they've filled in, if you look at the Lakers right now, again, we, we before the trade deadline, were able to poke holes in the Grizzlies and the Nuggets and the Kings and whoever, the Mavericks, go down the list. But now, if you have LeBron and Anthony Davis healthy, and again, I know that's a caveat, it's a big one, but that's the case. Yeah. If you have that with some of the additions they've made, including D'Angelo Russell, who has somebody that's been shooting 45% from three since the start of the year, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, you're getting, you're getting guys that are better defensively, you're getting some shooting, some of the issues they've had, they've at least got a chance. LeBron's got to be happy, so I haven't seen today, I've been looking, uh, nothing on Instagram from LeBron James about whether he's in his feelings too much or, you know, whether it's him or not. So this is good. That's a good sign. I think it means LeBron's happy. Yeah. And they need, I mean, they need shooters. They or need not shooters. unhappy. He's neutral. He's I, neutral in the whole I thing. I mean, he has to be happy because he's been complaining about this for the last couple of years. They haven't had anybody that could shoot the three. Now you move Russell Westbrook, who clearly uh, wasn't a good fit there, even though he is going to win six man of the year most likely. Brown and him weren't getting along. Now he's gone. And you bring in D'Angelo Russell, who, yeah, he's streaky. But like you said, he's been shooting the ball well. Malik Beasley, he comes off the bench now, gives you another three-point shooter. And then you added Rui, who's been playing really good yep. a week ago. Uh, yeah, I think that they're definitely in a better position. I see. I, I think they could be a second-round playoff exit. I think that's their ceiling. What about you, Tristan? Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. It, it, when you look at it, it's just there's so much mediocrity in the West. Yeah. And Isn't that weird to say that too? Yeah, we it, haven't said that in a long time. Have you guys seen? I saw this tweet, and it said it was, it was Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, De'Aaron uh, Fox, Demonis Sabonis, Kyrie. It was basically all of the superstars, and you you're looking at the list, and you're like, wow, uh, Kawhi, Paul George. It's all the superstars that you would think of being on a Western Conference All-Star team. Yeah. This is just the division that they're in, yes. guys. That's the Kings, yes. the Suns, Steph, Clay is in that list, obviously, too. Now you got add Kevin Durant to that list. You add Kyrie to that list. That division is stacked. I tried to uh, cash out of my Kings division winner bet. Yeah. It's still not available for me to cash out now. Yeah. They didn't. I think it was like worth $200 off of a $10 bet. And I did not cash out because I think I was to win like $700. And now the cash out option has been closed. It's, it's yeah, closed. that's yeah. always a bad sign. That's how the magic one is too. Yeah. If you haven't checked recently, yeah. there's not much value there left anymore. Yeah, I tried to do the same thing with my Nets ticket just out of curiosity. And they're like, nope, go to hell. You're yeah. stuck with this one, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so if we look at the Western Conference right now, the Lakers sit at 25 and 30, clearly a very different team. Do they, sitting only, what, four games back of the Pelicans for the seven seed. And if you're looking at it, six games back of the Clippers for that six seed. Do the Lakers have enough in your guys' eyes to say, to at least get out, to jump even out of the play-in tournament and be a top six seed? Because I, I look right now and say there's absolutely a shot that that happens with them, only because the West has been so wide open. It's not going to be easy because of the hole they've dug, but I do feel differently about the Lakers and looking at them now outside of the playoffs looking in 
I think that can change over the next couple of weeks as long as the chemistry can come together and everybody stays healthy, obviously. Yeah, the only problem is, like, who are they surpassing? Because you look at some at. of these teams, right? Like, the Nuggets aren't going anywhere. The Grizzlies aren't going anywhere. But those are way above them. Like, I'm saying no, no, below. No, no. So yeah, it's, like, it's oh, the oh, teams yeah, that are on the lower okay. end. So we're looking at the Clippers right now as yep. the sixth seed. I think they got a little better. I would have preferred a point guard. You look at the Pelicans. Do you at think seven. Bones Highland really makes a difference for them, though? No, not really. And Eric Gordon? I, really. I, don't, I don't think it does. I think that's, that's the where they want to be, like yeah. the sixth, fifth, yeah. you know, fifth seed. The Pelicans, we have no idea because we don't know when or if Zion's coming back. Yep. But if he does, I would expect them to be in the playoffs. And then Minnesota. I actually like this for Minnesota. You have the Warriors right now as the nine seed. Portland and – no, I, I, think, I think, man, I think the Lakers are still an eight seed, seven seed at best. Yeah, there's no way they, they stay out of the play-in. Yeah, I think they're a playing team still. Suns are going to get better. Yeah. Yep. Clippers so, are probably going to just keep keep staying right where they are. Mavs might might stay there, might boost up a little bit with the Kings. Like the Kings might fall to six or Kings something. Kings are like five that. and five in their last ten. Like there's a chance that maybe they fall back, but they could still be at least like a top six. Warriors are going to bump up. I mean, they're if they get stepped. Do they though? Like I know we've been saying that, and I've been all in on our dubs, and you know I love the Warriors, but missing Steph again multiple times now this season. It's like they just keep having to dig yeah. holes and dig holes and then dig out of those holes. Again, we haven't seen how they'll look, obviously, now uh, with Gary Payton the second coming back there, which could change everything, Trista. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I've, I've shifted away from looking at the Warriors and saying, don't worry, it's the Warriors. They'll figure this out. Steph Curry being out now a second time is – that's that's going to be a tough hole for them to climb out of. Yeah, I mean, I'm even looking at the Thunder at the 12th seed. And, I mean, I don't think they're going to the playoffs this year. They have bigger goals. That's next year when they get Chet back. Uh, but they're 26 and 28. They just beat the Lakers. And the Lakers wanted to win that game. That was with Anthony Davis and LeBron James on the floor. So, while I like the moves, I don't know that D'Angelo Russell makes the Lakers that much better. Yeah, you know, I was looking at this when we talk about the Lakers. So, I didn't know this until just now, but uh, Thomas Bryant actually requested a trade. Yeah, he wanted out. He wanted out because his minutes diminished once Anthony Davis returned from injury, and he thought he deserved consistent minutes, which, to be fair, he did. I don't know he does. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. did. Yeah. Did you see that game against the Kings where he went off for like 29 points and 16 rebounds? I forget what the actual stat hey, line he was. He had a great career in Washington. I mean, for a guy that was just passed along from the Lakers, he didn't think he was going to be anything. He was a starting five for them for uh, a while. Yeah, no, you're right. So there's certainly there's there's value there in him if you're looking for some size. Uh, but it's funny you just seeing like you mentioned him asking for a trade and James Wiseman asking for a trade and Forkan Korkmaz asking for a trade and it's just everybody now. But it, look, if you're not getting a lot of minutes and it doesn't work, it's better to just go to the front office and be like, if you guys don't have a big role for me here, can you find somewhere where maybe I can have a little bit more and you guys Max. get some value back in return? I don't have a problem with that. Don't don't make it like huge. Yeah huge bunch of drama, but you can still do that and make it something that's like, it's reasonable. It's a reasonable conversation with your bosses. That's what oh, it becomes. Ding. Ding. Uh, first quarter, not only did the Orlando Magic cover the two and a half, uh, they were actually leading by three after the first quarter against our Nugs. I love to see it. Love to see it. Love Just to see our Magic. Hitting early bets. There we go. And our Magic. I like the Thomas Bryant move for Denver, especially because yeah, of the usage for Jokic. And then the second half of the season, we get into the playoffs. Like, it keeps him out of early foul trouble. And then those non-Jokic minutes won't be such a disaster. Like, because he needs a breather in these games. He can't be playing yeah. 40 minutes the second yeah. half of the season. And into the play in the playoffs, he's going to play 40 minutes every night. Facts. But he doesn't need to in the second half of the season. And Denver wants that one seed. They want home court advantage. That's a big deal for them. It's not a big deal for the Clippers. It's not a big deal for the Warriors. 
it's not a big deal for, I would say, even the Suns. They've already been there, right? And they've had the one seed and home yeah. court advantage and not won titles. But I think that's a huge deal for Denver. Because I thought going into the season, they were a fifth seed, fourth seed at best. Because we didn't know what the hell Jamal Murray was going to look like. He hasn't played in so long. Think about this. If we're looking at, we've talked about a lot of teams that have improved. Let's look at where the Nets are right now. Where there was even a point this season where you go, oh, it's all about basketball. Jacques Vaughn's got them together. Kyrie's happy. Durant's happy and healthy. The Nets have traded Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving in the past year. Yeah. Here's what comes back. Ben Simmons, who has no trade value whatsoever. Seth Curry, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's not even on the roster once in Milwaukee. Decent role players. But you went from a big three to the greatest disappointment in the history of the NBA with those three guys getting shipped out, and you're left with role players and first-round picks. It is an absolute disaster what they started and the way that it fell apart with their original big three. And you can even throw in Ben Simmons as like big three 2.0 in Brooklyn. And yet that was even worse because you didn't get anything from him on the court. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden played 16 games together on the court. That is mind-blowing to me. To me, Kobe and, and Shaq is the greatest what-if the NBA has ever had. Yeah. Like, if they had stayed together, they could have won four more championships. But I got to be honest with you guys. If I looked at that original big three, that's right up there. Not quite at that level, but that is up there as one of the greatest what-ifs in NBA history. Had they come together and actually played, I don't know, even two full seasons together, let alone 16 games. Yeah, and I'm not defending the Nets, but... I wish, like, as a Bulls fan or as a Knicks fan, don't you just wish you had a general manager that one offseason goes and gives you two of the greatest scorers of our generation, yeah. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, oh, and then James Harden, and then when it's not working out, goes and gets Ben Simmons, who, it, you know, we thought Ben Simmons was, he's, he's a solid defender, he's what they needed, and it didn't work out, but at the same time, they had a lot of bad luck, the Kevin Durant shoe size thing. Uh, also, they were probably, I know that the Bucs fans don't want to hear this, but they were probably going to beat the Bucs in that series if Kyrie doesn't get hurt. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of bad luck there, too, right? Yeah. Harden, Harden yeah. got hurt. Kyrie got hurt. Harden, Kyrie. That team was getting hot at the right time. I don't know if they're beating the Bucs in a seven-game series, I but, think man, they, they, they looked like it. I think they would have. I, I was at game two. I was at game one and game two for Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee yeah. played Brooklyn yeah. in Brooklyn. And Kyrie was looking very good. Kyrie, well, I, I think they won by 50. It was a blow. Do you remember that? Yeah, because I actually bet yeah. Brooklyn in the series. We yeah. didn't really talk about it because I was in Milwaukee at the time. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you don't go against Milwaukee. Can't Milwaukee. do that. Can't go against the Bucs when no, they're out. Uh, I was like, dude, it's Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. I'm going to take these guys. Yeah, they were up by, geez, I think they won 125-86, game two. Yeah, and, and left, calling Giannis dirty. I left dirty. early. Yeah, Giannis well, Giannis didn't hurt anyone in that game, did he? That was, that game, was game three, three or yeah. four, right? Yeah. So when the, the Bucs beat Brooklyn, 86-83. You guys remember that? Yeah. 86-83. That's like a 1995 score yeah. in the it's NBA. Crazy. That's, why I love, that's why I love the playoffs. And that's why uh, that's Kyrie Irving hurt himself in that game, and it was really never the same ever since. You know, 107-96, then 114-108. But, yeah, I left that game early because it looked so bad for the Bucs. Yeah. So, I mean, it's easy to clown the Nets, but yeah. I don't know. I, I, they had the right idea. If you're they that just front chose office, the wrong dude. If you're that front office, you make that move because you're trying yeah. to also just be relevant. And you know that they're choosing you over the Knicks. Right, and they've always been little brother there anyway. Always right. have. When they were in New Jersey and even when they went to Brooklyn because they go and get Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, and well, that was horrible. It didn't work yeah. out for them. So, I don't blame them for making this trade 
or you know, just setting the whole thing up and then blowing it all of this up. But it's just it's an utter disaster. And this is why it's playing with fire with stars in the NBA. You want to make these super teams, that's great. But it doesn't always work out. And if it works out, well, you get championships. But if it doesn't, it's a flaming dumpster fire. And that's what the Nets have become. And that's where they are. And it's a complete rebuild.